Greetings to my listeners all around the world. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 121 on June 22nd of 2023. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. In today's broadcast, I'll be answering one interesting investment question. But before I begin, I would like to remind listeners that the purpose of my podcasts and my books is to show those with patience and common sense that they are capable of successfully managing their own investment portfolios. They just need to be shown how easily and safely it can be done. Achieving lifetime financial independence as a self-directed investor is possible and my objective is to show you how. Question number one. Why won't you invest in any of the world's trillion dollar companies? There are only six companies in the world reported to be worth more than one trillion dollars. I will not be investing in any of them. These companies are, number one, Apple Inc., stock symbol AAPLO, with a market capitalization of $2.89 trillion. Number two, Microsoft Corporation, stock symbol MFST, with a market capitalization of $2.51 trillion. Number three is Saudi Arabian Oil Company, stock symbol 222.SR, with a market capitalization of $2.18 trillion. Number four is Alphabet Inc., stock symbol G-O-O-G and G-O-O-G-L with a market capitalization of $1.57 trillion. Number five is Amazon.com Inc. stock symbol A-M-Z-N with a market capitalization of $1.3 trillion. And finally, number six, NVIDIA Corporation, stock symbol NVDA, with a market capitalization of $1.06 trillion. I am not a speculator. I am a self-directed investor who for the last 20 years has lived off a safe, reliable, ever-rising six-digit dividend income derived from the 20 stocks in my portfolio. This portfolio only contains financially strong companies paying high dividends. I chose the 20 stocks only after carefully scoring and analyzing thousands of potential portfolio candidates. After having this list of $6 trillion dollar companies brought to my attention, I scored and I analyzed them. 
three of the companies had to be immediately eliminated for consideration as possible replacements for any of the stocks in my portfolio. All six stocks reported to me as being dividend-paying stocks. However, according to the TD research database I used, the dividend status of three of these companies could either not be determined or they reported to be not paying dividends. The first one to be eliminated was Saudi Arabian Oil. It's also known as Saudi Aramco. That's A-R-A-M-C-O. It is 98.2% owned by the Saudi Arabian government and the Saudi royal family. Despite owning the world's largest oil reserves, it is not listed in the TD Research Database, which covers North American listed stocks. Apparently, Saudi Arabian oil is only traded on Saudi Arabian Tatawal Stock Exchange, an exchange that I had never heard of before researching this stock. If I cannot easily access data to score a stock, then that removes buying it from my consideration. It is always critical to fully understand what risks you are taking in buying any investment. Also, the TD stock research showed that Alphabet Inc., call symbols G-O-O-G-L and G-O-O-G, and Amazon, call symbol A-M-Z-N, showed no dividends being paid. However, the research data show me that Google's share price was $123.53 and its book value was $19.93. Book values are divorced from share prices. Book value is determined by accountants subtracting liabilities from assets and dividing what remains by the number of shares being held by all investors. Stocks whose book value is lower or closer to their share price are an indication that you are buying the stock at a bargain price and that the share price is most likely going to increase. The difference between Google's book price and share price seems to indicate the stock price is going to decrease. Similarly, Amazon's book value was $14.26, while its share price was $125.49. A further indication that the share price was unlikely to rise was its price-to-earnings ratio was 304.3. I avoid stocks with price-to-earnings ratios above 20. Many high-flying tech stocks have price-to-earnings ratios in the hundreds, even thousands. Frantic bidding by speculators, anxious to desperately acquire a stock whose share price is rapidly accelerating, sends the share price up to unsupportable levels. Highs 
that their profitability cannot support. At some point, the reality becomes obvious to more and more investors. The share price then falls back to a more reasonable price to earnings ratio. Amazon is the largest online retailer with over 200 million worldwide customers. They expect Amazon to always offer them competitive prices on everything. It is a high volume business operating on a thin margin of 2.54%. There is not much room for paying dividends to investors. I scored and analyzed the remaining $3 trillion companies. Apple was the weakest. It had a score of 50 out of 100, which is a borderline score. I avoid stocks scoring under 50. Like Amazon and Google, Apple, the first company to reach a market capitalization of $1 trillion in 2018, had a low book value compared to its share price. The share price was $184.92, and its book value was only $3.18. Despite its rapid rise in share price over the last four years, from under a dollar to $185, that has attracted millions of eager investors. It has not transformed into a financially strong company that can weather all the challenges that it may confront. Perhaps this low book value is an indication of the precariousness of tech industries. The giants in the industry must constantly be investing their profits in new developments. Their smaller, hungrier competitors do their best to lure their customer base with better, faster technologies, just like the giants once did when they were first created. You can see this confrontation with Google's long-established product like Gmail and YouTube. They are under attack from dozens of rapidly growing creative competitors. Looking at its price history, I was surprised to see that Google was only at 26 cents a share in December of 2000. By 2008, it had only reached $3.04 a share. In March of 2020, it was at $63.57 a share, and it was paying a quarterly dividend of 19 cents. It had started paying a dividend in August of 2012. This first quarterly dividend was nine cents. In June of 2023, it is now paying an annual dividend of 96 cents, which on a share price of $104.92 works out to a minuscule dividend yield percent of 0.52%. In my last investment book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks Analyzed and Scored. You can find 72 stocks 
with scores of 50 or more paying dividend yields of 5% or more. 32 of these 72 stocks were safer, less risky stocks than Apple, and had scores higher than 60, with several of them providing dividend yields more than 9%. Apple's score was only 50. The highest score I have ever calculated was a 78. Few companies score over 60. If you want details on scoring, go to my website or my books. Money is money. If I were investing $100,000, would I be satisfied with a dividend return of $520 from Apple stocks when I could get a dividend return of $6,000 or more from many other stocks? There are indications that Apple's stock price has reached one of its high points. This makes financially strong companies with much lower price-to-earning ratios and much higher operating margins far more attractive to high dividend value investors. They see no need to speculate in achieving wealth. Dividend investors are often speculators who in the past have lost investment money speculating in high-flying tech stocks. If you need money to pay living expenses by buying and selling stocks, the worst time to have to sell shares to survive is during a market crash. High dividend investors don't sell their strong dividend stocks. They live off the reliable, generous dividend income as they sit back and watch share prices dip, recover, and again reach new highs. The smallest of the trillion-dollar companies is NVIDIA. It evolved from a developer and manufacturer of graphics processing units for video games into supercomputer applications for cryptocurrency mining. This led to the next hot thing, artificial intelligence hardware and software system. In 1999, its share price was 45 cents. By 2008, it had risen to $1.86. In 2012, with its share price at $3.06, it paid its first dividend of two cents. In March of 2023, it paid its last dividend, which was four cents. The share price was then $277.77. This stock's dividend yield of 0.04% means that in a year, you can expect to receive 16 cents for each stock you own. On June 20th of 2023, the share price had skyrocketed to $438.08. This is outstanding for a stock with a book value of $8.96. Over 45 million shares were traded that day. It is now the stock market's hottest speculator bait. You have to wonder How high will it go before it pops?
Interestingly, when you compare some of the key factors such as price to earnings and operating margin, NVIDIA is stronger than Amazon. Its price to earnings of 227.7 is lower than Amazon's 305.0. Its operating margin of 17.37% is better than Amazon's 2.50%. What is the benefit for the average investor to study trillion dollar companies? Probably to recognize that while most of these trillion dollar companies started off as penny stocks, the ability to pick them out of the thousands of other struggling penny stocks depends on luck, not analytical ability. No one can accurately predict future share prices. The very motivation that allows you to speculate on an unproven new stock is also the same motivation that causes you to sell that stock and take your profit when it reaches a higher share price. Holding on to a new stock for 20 years while waiting for it to achieve its trillion dollar status is contrary to the speculator's objective of buying low and selling high. The dilemma is determining when you have reached your high selling objective. Unlike high dividend investing, there is no generous dividend income to live on while you're waiting for a stock to reach what you believe is its highest ever share price. You must sell to survive. This then begins a continuous cycle of speculative buying and selling. Is it any wonder that 95% of speculators are said to lose money investing in stocks? Since I will not be making a speculative purchase in any of these $6 trillion stocks, I am curious to hear from listeners as to why they think these stocks are safest place to put their money. We live in stressful times. The pandemic limps on. The Russian-Ukrainian war shows no end in sight. Climate change no longer seems to be a passing phase. Inflation is stirring the need for higher wages while increasing poverty and enriching a few. Sooner or later, there'll be another severe market crash. Have you constructed your stock portfolio to weather a storm where all your stocks may lose 50% of their face value? Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.